Hello everyone and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban and I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church on the Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast, come and join us as we meet together and we share in the word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. And more details are available on our website which is www.refinerylife.org. This week we're continuing our series titled The Doctrine of God. And today we're going to talk about the faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God. The text we're going to concentrate on is Psalm 119.90. It says, it's really simple. Your faithfulness continues from generation to generation. You have established the earth and it stands securely. That is our God. Scriptures will work through a Psalm 119, 89 through to 96. Let, let's read them together. Versing, starting in verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven, standing firm and unchangeable. Your faithfulness continues from generation to generation. You have established the earth and it stands securely. They continue to this day according to your ordinances. For all things, all parts of the universe are your servants. If your law had not been my delight, then I would have perished in my time of trouble. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have revived me and given me life. I am yours. Save me, Lord, as your own. For I have diligently sought your precepts and required them as my greatest need. I am yours. Save me as your own. I love that part. Verse 95. The wicked wait for me to destroy me. But I will consider your testimonies. I have seen all that human perfection has its limits, no matter how grand and perfect and noble. Your commandment is exceedingly broad and extends without limits into eternity. Aren't the Psalms fantastic? If we just prayed them over ourselves, man, I wonder how how life would be, how our atmosphere around us would be, how our families would be. God's laws never fail. In the physical realm, the sun, the moon, the stars, the seasons are dependable because God is faithful. And likewise, in the spiritual realm, God's laws never change. Ezekiel wrote in the Old Testament, The soul that sins, it shall die. Paul wrote in the New Testament, Be not deceived, for God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he shall reap. God's laws are steadfast because God is faithful. God's faithfulness is a rock under our feet, a strong arm around our shoulders, a sure light upon our way, and an apt word in our discouragement. And this passage from Psalm 119 emphasizes God's character, including his sovereignty, his integrity, and his dependability. And verse 90 states an important biblical theme. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Let's look at five places where this theme surfaces in the New Testament. The first one is the faithfulness of God in his protection in our temptations. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation, regardless of its source, was overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience. Nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance, but God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy. And he, shall, and he will let you be tempted beyond 
sorry, he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. But along with the temptation, he has in the past and is now and will always provide a way out as well, so that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. How could this be true? It's because God is faithful. For the Christian, there is foe. There is fight, but there is victory. With the first two affirmations, we have no problem, but sometimes we doubt the third, don't we? God is on the side of the biggest battalions, for his battalions are the biggest. We're in a battle here, people. 2 Kings 6.16 says, Elijah answered, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. If this is true, you might ask, why does temptation and sin often lay me low? Why do they come upon me? God is our supreme commander. We must fight the battle the way he directs it. If we go wandering off like a stray sheep, if we fight in our own strength, if we use weapons of the flesh and not of the spirit, the enemy will pick us off one by one. I know many people, they won't admit it, but those who have walked away from the church because they tried to fight their own battles, they tried to do their own thing, have been picked off one by one. Unless we go wandering off on our own, we are secure within God's fold and within the citadel of his peace and strength. Paul told the Philippians in verse 4-7, and the peace of God, that peace which measures or reassures the heart, that peace, which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. God will guard those who are his own, and he will keep them safe. And the faith, the second thing is the faithfulness of God is his explanation of the orderliness of our physical universe. In his first epistle, Peter said in verse 419, Therefore, those who are ill-treated and suffer in accordance with the will of God must continue to do right and commit their souls for safekeeping to the faithful Creator. When people are mistreating you, you must continue to do right. We need to take note of the phrase, to the faithful Creator. The more we ponder these words, the more wonderful they appear. God is faithful to the return of the seasons and the orbit of the stars and, and he is faithful to provide sustenance over every living creature that he has made. Every living creature. God is a faithful creator. It's logical, therefore, that his faithfulness should be the theme of the Bible. Why does Peter, when ministering to these suffering servants, lay emphasis on God's faithfulness as a creator? Isn't this just the reason? We are right to concentrate our thoughts on the birth, the cross, the burial, the resurrection, the intercession of our Lord, and to forget that behind all of these, deep in the nature of God, the Almighty Creator, there are ever-flowing fountains of faithfulness and love. God is faithful. His physical creation, therefore, is orderly and it's dependable. What then is wrong with this world in which we live? That's a question which many people ask. Why are the weeds and the thorns that infest the ground? Why the floods, the cyclones and bushfires and other disasters? Humans by their sin 
have upset God's perfect environment, his balance of how nature should be, right back from Adam and Eve. This is part of God's judgment. It's part of humankind's penalty. Have a read of Genesis 3, 17 through to 19. What is wrong with our physical environment? Nothing except people themselves and their thoughtlessness and sin in upsetting the balance of nature. But for all that, God is still faithful. If our scientists and doctors turned to him, he would assist in the protection of every living thing. The faithfulness of God is his pledge on the efficacy of our faith. Because God is faithful, we can trust him. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, 11 through to 13, this is a faithful and trustworthy saying. If we died with him, we also live with him. If we endure, we also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, true to his word and righteous character. For he cannot deny himself. The value of any faith is in its object. We are faithless again and again. We disappoint God. We betray others. But we can put our weight on God because he is faithful. The faithfulness of God is his assurance of our security. Because God is faithful, we know that he will never desert us. But we, or sorry, why will God strengthen and guard his own? Why will he do that? Because he is faithful. God, Paul said in 2 Thessalonians 3.3, 3, But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you, setting you on a firm foundation, and will protect and guard you from the evil one. Because God is faithful, the security of his own is absolutely assured. Our salvation through Christ has three features. First, it's personal. The rescue and redemption of a person by a person is personal. And that person is Jesus Christ. Second, it's planned. God's plan of salvation was no afterthought. It's the plan of the ages. And thirdly, it's permanent. A Christ life begins. It continues on and on. And one day it will consummate in glory. Peter said that those despised and persecuted saints are kept by the power of God through the faith under salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time in 1 Peter 1.5. Our Lord is faithful, therefore his own are secure. And the faithfulness of God is his guarantee of forgiveness. 1 John 1.9 says, If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness, which is our wrongdoing, everything that's not in conformity with his will and purpose. Confession of sin is God's condition of forgiveness. His faithfulness is his guarantee. By confessing our sins, to God, not to man, to God. We admit their reality and their enormity. Silence conceals sin and refuses to acknowledge it. Confession to God drags the sin into the light and shows it to ourselves in all its foulness, in all its filthiness. John promised if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. This anticipates by nearly 2,000 years, the modern psychiatric principle where patients who unburden themselves of their guilty memories 
experience a purging and a cleansing. But will it work, you might ask? Thousands of people throughout the centuries could testify that it will. The attributes of God that lead to the punishment of those who will not repent lead to the forgiveness and cleansing of those who do. He meets free confession with free forgiveness. The faithfulness of God. I'm going to finish up here today. The faithfulness of God. How wonderful is that truth? Let us thank God for his faithfulness. Let us exalt in it. Indeed, we need to remember his faithfulness is unto all generations. There's some challenges in this message for you today. Go and look at them. And another challenge is I want to encourage you, as I do every week, to be diligent with your Bible study time. Because God has so much more for us that we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways. Because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him. And He can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. And you're important to God. You know that already. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer... We believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings.